Hey friends, welcome back to the Truth About Growing Pains podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Lovell. Today is a special day because today is first of many face-to-face guest speaker interviews on the podcast. Today, I am interviewing someone who is very special to me, Dylan Shapansky. So a little bit of a background with him. He is technically my nephew. His dad married my older sister. He is 18 years old, but he is truly already searching for success in his life, and he is living unlike any other millennial that I know of. He is currently a manager with Castaway Customs C-Deck, so he's working up and down the Florida panhandle. He is also investing in his own business with Wholesale Real Estate Market, a little bit above my head, but he is doing amazing things with that as well. And he is truly showing up in his personal fitness journey and trying to take care of his health and take care of himself. And it truly shows. I have been following him on social media for the past year. And I find myself going to his social media to pull inspiration and to find motivation on the days that I'm struggling. So that is exactly why I wanted him on the podcast. So enough jabbering. I'm going to go ahead and pull him in on the call and we are going to get started. What's going on, Tiff? How are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. You're welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Let me get set up. I think we are ready to roll. So I just... um, introduced you to our listeners um i really want this just to be a generic conversation like we had the other night because i feel like that just took off but i kind of told um everyone the reason why i wanted you on the podcast is truly because your social media is so inspiring and motivating so it's a place that i find myself going to on a daily basis to pull inspiration from so i want to talk about um right now your posting style and why it has drawn me in so you have a thing that you're doing right now where you are posting your watch every single morning and we can see the time and you have one solid like just straight to the point um whatever you feel like saying that day so i want to talk about like what does that mean to you and how did you come up with that idea yeah, so um, I've got to give a lot of credit of that to uh, a guy named Jocko Will. I think uh, you can find him on social media. He has a podcast as well. Um, he was a Navy SEAL for 20 years. He did 20 years in the teams. Um, and uh, I basically got the uh, the idea from him. And uh, it's, it's basically just kind of an accountability thing in a sense. So, you know, regardless of how you're feeling, it's it's getting up and it's doing something to start out your day. So it's it's the same concept as making your better brushing your teeth. It's just something that's consistently every day getting you out of bed. Um, and so even on the days that, that you really just don't feel like it and you're like, okay, well, I've got to have this. I mean, even if so, even if no one sees it or no one likes it, I do it for me in a sense because it, it gives that accountability. So you, you can look back and you can really see how successful you've been during the week, during the month, uh, throughout the days. Just it's it's just a huge way to be accountable to yourself, um, and then as well as kind of share that with other people and, and see see other people on that path as well. Um, it's so it's super super important for me to get up early. Um, right now, I commonly work anywhere from fifteen to twenty hour days, so I don't have a lot of time to kind of goof off. Um, so if I don't work out in the morning, I kind of miss that window. So it, uh, 
it's really important to kind of prioritize and then execute that in the order that I have to do it so that I can really be the best that I can be um, in doing so, especially with efficiency. Right on. So like, I feel like what you're saying from that is that time is seriously something that you do not take for granted. Oh, absolutely. You realize it's precious. You're not planning on wasting any of your day. And I, I freaking love that. Um, can you tell me the Navy SEAL that you um, were inspired? Again, I didn't catch that name. So that's uh, Jocko Willink, J-O-C-K-O. Uh, that's his nickname, uh, W-I-L-L-I-N-K. Um, super, super down-to-earth dude. Uh, he's got a couple podcasts, actually. He's uh, he's a huge inspiration to me, um, and I've kind of always just kind of followed his training style. That, uh, that really opened my eyes up to a lot. Um, He's one of the biggest biggest contributors to the to the way that I train and the way that I do things and kind of the 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 method to the madness of everything that I do in a way. Yeah, I love it. I love pulling inspiration and motivation from other people. That's why Absolutely. I mean that's why I have you on the podcast, but it's it's yeah. a good feeling when you feel like you can find people's energy that you can aspire to match. Um, and I truly think it's going to help you like continue to show up as your best self because any inspirational person has done so much work behind closed doors. Right. Um, so I think that that is honestly awesome. And I'm interested to know who else do you pull motivation from? So, um, there's there's really there's really a select few um so there's obviously there's Jocko there's uh there's another uh, ex seal uh, by the name of uh, David Goggins he's an ultra marathon runner um super hard dude just getting after it I think he does anywhere from eight to ten miles a day on top of whatever else he's doing um David Goggins shout out to David uh same thing there's another guy uh by the name of Cameron Haynes um he's on Instagram as well uh super solid dude um he works a regular W two job, forty hours a week. He puts it in, and then uh, he's he's always uh, he's always shooting his bow, and he's always putting miles in. So he does anywhere from sixteen to a marathon a day. He's just just a guy that gets after it. Um, and and really, those are kind of my select few um, core guys in the group, so so that I can because those guys they're just so the biggest thing is uh is not so much the, the amount of progress you make it's it's the consistency in that progress because that consistency is a key to making bigger progress and you know it's just like we talked about with um with taking those short goals and those long goals so so when people only see the short term and they see success in the short term you know obviously if you're not a millionaire in two years you know you're probably going to quit and, and if you have that ideology in mind so seeing the long game in that and seeing the long term and those small steps of consistency that really lead up to those bigger gains. It's, it's something that those guys really, really kind of preach. Um, and then just live every single day from what I see, obviously, you know, I don't know those guys, um, other than just through social media, we're best friends. They just don't know it. Right. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, uh, it, it's, it's awesome to, to have those people around that, that are consistently showing up every day and doing what they can do. And, and that's the biggest, the biggest thing. Um, and another thing that I kind of just want to, I wanted to preface all this with, um, everything that I say, I'm not speaking to you. I'm not speaking to whoever's listening to this. I'm speaking to myself just as much, yeah. uh, because I'm human, you know, obviously we all mess up. We all have bad days. Um, but it just as long as you're there and you're just getting after it and you're just constantly getting better and improving every day because you're going to get worse you're going to get better so 
as long as you're making that conscious decision to get better in whatever way it is, I mean, really, there's no way you can go wrong yeah. in that. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's incredible. Thank you so much. Um, the next thing I want to jump in on, because I mentioned this briefly when I was introducing you, is your age. Is the fact yeah, that so, you are 18 years old and yeah, you are right. freaking so, killing it. Yeah, so I'll... Um, I'll be 19 next month, so I'm not I'm not I'm not a huge baby, but I am still a baby. Um, and that, you know that's kind of hard to see it. Like even with work, like there's hotels that, that won't let me stay in it because I'm not 21 yet. You know you can't. So that you do what you can. Um, it's uh, I've still got a lot of growing to do. I know I don't know everything, um, and I take pride in knowing that I don't know everything uh, because there's a lot of kids that think they do. So uh, the biggest thing for me is. Uh, I'm really glad that I went through like, so obviously, you know, listening to your podcast, uh, relating to some things, so just, you know, going through stuff on a younger level. So early in life, you know, you kind of grow up a lot quicker. Um, and it's, um, uh, it's one of those things where you just, it's, it's, it's really cool to have that perspective at such a young age, because I know that that's going to help me so much later in life. Um, and I, it's, being 18, you know, the world sees you as, as a lot lesser than you may be in your own mind, which yeah. is, which is always, yeah, it's always like something good to kind of have and keep in there. So it's, uh, <laughs> as much as it sucks, it's still fun to be 18 because I've got a lot of life ahead of me. Yeah, so. you definitely are labeled a millennial, which I'm labeled yeah. a millennial as well. Um, right. But there's, there's something to be said about like you are automatically assumed as a millennial to not have your mm -hmm. life together, to depend on yep. your parents, to not live up to your ancestors' expectations. I mean, that's just Absolutely. something like I know that I deal with, so I know that you deal with it as well. Mm -hmm. um, so you did mention, and I agree with you on that, like when you go through things when you are younger, it does, especially the hardships that most young adults may not have to go through, it does make you grow up very quickly. Um, and, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, right, absolutely. But do you, is there any specific um, experiences that you went through when you were younger that kind of instilled discipline or um, kind of led you on a, uh, you know, self-discovery highway, so to speak? Uh, um, we'd be here all day. Um, I made a lot of mistakes really early in life, just being young, dumb, and stupid like everybody else. Um, but I've never, I've never really liked the attitude of, of going out and just living for the moment or living for the weekend or Friday night, whatever that is. So I think I've always kind of had that perspective, no matter what. Um, I never really got in super serious trouble with mom and dad, but so obviously parents split up when you're really young. You know that that does a lot more than you realize uh, when, when you're younger and, and not, to, you know, obviously not to have a pity party, but it does have a psychological effect on, on a kid, especially at a young age. So um, going back and forth between mom and dad, you kind of find that you live two separate lives and, and how much that, how much that really just sucks. And uh, so you kind of have to find yourself within that. And, and it's hard to it's hard to try to please everyone. So I think I learned from an early age that you can't please everyone, um, and that you might as well just do what you want to do and be the way that you want to be. At the end of the day, um, as long as that's positive for you and for those around you, um, then don't listen to anybody else trying to tell you different. Um, 
defining moment to kind of wrap the question. It's uh, so there's there's kind of a few. So back in high school, um, I graduated high school at 17, but um, um, I faced uh, I faced some adversity at the time when like into junior year, uh, obviously into football season. So I was coming off a really, really rough injury with that. Um, and, uh, I ran away from it instead of kind of facing that adversity and, uh, sticking through it and just pushing and doing whatever I could do. I kind of ran from that in a sense, um, and just looked for another option before I really fought and faced in that sense. So obviously that kind of gives some perspective nowadays. Uh, I didn't see it at the time. Um, and then as well as, you know, moving back and forth between mom's house and dad's house and, and living with dad through most of high school and then living with mom and, and kind of going from from ha- being financially set to then having nothing in a sense, um, it really brings a new perspective. Um, and having to having to work a full time job and go to school and 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 do classes at night and and you know all the like, um, it really kind of gives you that sense of what life really is and how much people really don't care. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. at the end of the day, you worry about yourself and you worry about those that you that you love around you and. Uh, and, and to kind of tie that in, I mean, in a sense that the only things that really matter in this world are you and those that you love around you. So um, you, you get a lot of perspective um, without saying one specific situation. You just get a lot of perspective through a lot of things. Um, I don't know if I have one one moment. And, and the reason I say that is because I believe every single thing that happens is is – not one defining moment or one defining thing. It's definitely a buildup of other things. Um, and that's just something that I've found that once you hit that point where you hit rock bottom or you turn around or whatever it is, it's any kind of change in direction. It's, it's a lead up of multiple things. Obviously, you know, if it's a really traumatic something or another, then yeah, it could be one thing. But for me, it's always been multiple, multiple things. So I don't really have a story where, it kind of defines uh, my path of the discipline that I have now and the path that I want to take now. Um, I think the biggest thing is just those constant small steps of every day. So, I mean, it can be everything as little as, you know, choosing whether to go to fast food or to cook at home. It could be as simple as, you know, getting up an hour early or sleeping in that extra hour when you don't have to, you know, it's, so it's those little disciplines that, that really you just build off of and then eventually you just get to the point where, you kind of view yourself as more of a disciplined person. So yeah. um, definitely it's just a combination of a bunch of stuff that you kind of have, to, you know, everybody goes through in life in their own way. Um, and I just happen to get it a little earlier and a little rougher than most people. So I love that. I love that. Um, so before we dive into your fitness routine, because that's something I definitely want to talk about because you have found consistency and you show up and there's a lot to be said about that because a lot of people um, just get started on something only to quit a thousand times. And clearly mm-hmm. you are consistent. So we know that you have found that um, consistency in your schedule there. Um, but I want to talk about um, when we had our preliminary interview, um, we talked about your concept of success um, for your life. And I loved when you mentioned to me that you had like 15 avenues of um, success. Like you were never working on just one thing because you felt like if you were investing all your time and energy into one thing, you were setting yourself up for failure because 
if you have 15 avenues open and you have a couple of them um, not work out, then you have other options. So I really want to talk about that. Um, so if you could kind of talk about what you are doing, um, what pathways you are taking, and maybe where you see yourself in 10 years. Absolutely. So um, I've had people tell me my whole life that you have to focus really hard on one thing if you want that one thing, and that's never really worked for me. Um, finding who you are and finding the best ways that you can be the most productive is super important to who you are as a unique person. So for me, having those multiple avenues is a really big deal. Um, not that I necessarily get burned out on one thing, but I'm always searching for a different avenue of, of a way to, to become better as a person, to make more money, obviously, you know, whatever, whatever that may be. So, um, I started my own real estate business, uh, as well as like a parent holding company back in uh, December of last year. Um, it's Japansky Incorporated. Um, it, uh, basically, so I have a wholesaling business, I'm not a licensed realtor, but you don't have to be. Um, and without diving too much into wholesaling, I mean, there's a lot that you just have to kind of do your own research with, but so I've got something in real estate, um, as well as, so right now I manage everything from Tallahassee, uh, throughout the entire panhandle of Florida, um, all the way to Orange Beach, Alabama, and then about as far north as Auburn, Alabama. Um, so it's basically a CDEC business under Castaway Customs, um, and my boss lets me manage everything in that area. So within that four or five hour span um, of length, so it just kind of uh, like obviously right now it's the busy season. So I'm having days where it's 15, 20 hour days, weeks where it's 80, 90 hour weeks. So um, definitely that's taking up a lot of my time right now. Um, but I don't, um, I really still kind of want to find my brand first. So obviously eventually I'd love to have, um, maybe a, a consulting company someday, whether that be with leadership, whether that be with strategy and tactics, whether that be with, uh, firearms or, or, or blade manipulation, some kind of stuff like that, some kind of tactics, um, as well as something just for small business stuff. So, um, I definitely, I, there's always, my mind's always turning for stuff like that. Um, but just kind of like kind of like we talked about so for me to focus on 15 or 20 things and have two or three of those things fail i'm okay with that because i take ownership of that so me recognizing in myself what works best for me gives me that freedom to take that ownership of when things do fail and when things do succeed and failing at your own hand it's hard for people who are my age to see it unless you've done it um but the sooner you get out of mom and dad's house and mom and dad's pocket and mom and dad's payroll and you start going out and you start failing on your own and you start doing your things and learning your own lessons, you give yourself that freedom and that ownership and that pride and that you learn what you know and that everything, and it's not necessarily an ignorance or an arrogance thing. It's, there's just something to be said for being your own person. Um, and it, it's something that I dealt with super, super early in life without getting too, um, too specific with experiences because we could go on forever and ever. Um, just kind of finding that and, and not wanting to face that, but having to face that, it kind of, it kind of gives you a new perspective as a person. Um, and then in finding that, you know, you're obviously trying to, you know, when you're in high school, you're just trying to make money. So, any way that you can make money, make money. And so, you know, you work two, three different jobs. Some kids work four different jobs throughout high school. So uh, whether it be simultaneously or, or different periods. And uh, so I was kind of one of those kids and I never really could stick with one thing for a terrible amount of time. 
Um, obviously, so I've been doing this CDEC stuff for a while now, but um, I've always got something else running in the background. Um, I, I just, I really enjoy putting my energy in, in different places and, and the hustle of doing so. So it's more about, it's more about seeing that growth and then putting in that hustle than it really is the end product. So that work ethic that, that I learned, I think is what I enjoy more than anything. So it, it kind of, it kind of leads me to not be so specific in the object, um, or the end goal of what, what that product may be, but just the hustle and growing or, and being more efficient or better is really what I chase. So for me, having multiple avenues is the best way for me just to mentally be the best that I can be. I love that because I feel like what happens is a lot of people have a, like this end goal in their mind. Um, I want to make $60,000 a year. I want to make $100,000 a year, or I want to go to college and get this job because this is what I'm supposed to do. And then you graduate college and you get this job and you're miserable. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of something that we talked about as well. Um, not to interrupt you, but yeah. like it just kind of popped into my head real quick that, um, you know, obviously everybody wants to be a millionaire. Everybody wants to be a billionaire. Everybody wants to be financially set for their family, themselves, whatever it is. Um, and when you see that in today's world, everything's instant. Everything is entitlement. Everything is instant gratification. I mean, we have social media and you see people just throwing money and, and just doing stuff just for attention. So when you see someone on chapter 36 or 49 or 52, whatever it is, and you're on chapter three, it's really discouraging to see that. So um, the biggest thing is, is just finding that work ethic and doing that so that, cause you don't know, you know what I mean? Like you don't know that that business owner didn't grind that out for 25 years. I mean, we talked about Gary Vaynerchuk, for example, he's one of the biggest guys who, who really got me started with social media, you know, and he brings the perspective of it. it's not your art gallery, it's your marketing, it's your business, it's who you are, it's how people see you. Um, and so, you know, what matters matters and what doesn't doesn't. And so um, it just, he really kind of brings that perspective. And like he was saying, you know, he did wine library for whatever, eight, years 10 years whatever it was and it just it never no one ever even watched it for for most of those years and then it took off you know and it's the same thing with his dad's business or the way he he didn't post content until he was 32 years old and now he's you know he's gary v so it's uh it's really cool to see that but but also to kind of give some some insight on on how i see that um just like we've talked about it, it i definitely coined it from gary v it's uh, it's the micro speed macro patient so Every single chance that you get to work, work, but be patient in doing so. You know what I mean? So it's better to put your head down for 10, 15, 20 years and then be a, a financially stable with solid cash flow millionaire at 36 than it is to be an unstable 24-year-old millionaire who sacrificed your morals, your ethics, or your life yeah. for that money. So it, it's it's something that's really hard to see in today's world, definitely, because of the perspective that most people don't have. Um, and with everything being instant or everyone's, you know, everyone gets what they want as soon as they want it. And so um, it's, it's really just, it's, it's so good to have that perspective. And if there's really one thing that I could leave with today or leave anyone with, with today would be just to kind of find that perspective because it's, um, it's the biggest thing. Yeah. Just, just the way you see everything is the biggest thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can always flip the script. You can always decide like today, I'm not going to live my life this way anymore. Maybe I can't just snap Mm -hmm. my fingers and everything's different, but I can at least make one decision today 
that is going to change my life for the better. One decision a day adds up. And then before you know it, your life is completely different. So speaking from experience there. um, Yeah, absolutely. But I want to talk about your health and your fitness because clearly if you're not taking care of your health, um, then, you know, you can't be successful if you're in the grave, right? Um, Absolutely. So your health is also like on the top of your your, um, priority list. So you can clearly tell you show up on social media, you inspire others to do the same. So I want to talk about your fitness because it's so unique and different than anyone else. Everyone sees fitness and health as how good can I look? Like, how can I match up to today's body standards, right? And so a lot of people invest all their time and energy to working out to fit a body standard. And that's crazy. That's crazy to me. Um, But I've actually been there before. Um, So I want to talk about how you train, why you train, and what fitness means to you. So how I train is very, um, very unconventional. Um, I, I, I look at it more from a practical standpoint. And I learned this obviously from some of those guys that I was talking about earlier. Um, as well as one other guy I forgot to mention, Pat McNamara. He's, uh, I don't know exactly how to spell his name. You can look up Pat Mac um, on social media and check him out. But so his training style, it's more of a functionality, real world training style. So any kind of self-defense, any kind of, um, any kind of combat, any kind of, uh, so especially, so I love jujitsu. I love to roll jujitsu. Um, I love to put miles in under, under my feet. So I love to run. I love to throw a rucksack on. I love to hike. Um, I love to throw a play carry on and do burpees and pull-ups and everything in between. Um, but no matter what it is, there's not really a method to the madness. It's, uh, it, I listen to my body first and foremost, I listen to my body. So whatever, Whatever my body's telling me to do, as long as it's not the weakness side of it, because obviously there's days where you just don't want to, but you know you can. So pushing through, that's a big thing. Um, But kind of the style that I do, so um, I definitely put it anywhere from right now I'm doing one to three miles a day, Um, anywhere from a couple hundred push-ups to 100. So, I mean, anywhere from 100 to a couple hundred. Uh, Same with sit-ups and then, you know, anywhere from 20 to 40 to 50 pull-ups a day. So that's just kind of basic stuff because I'm traveling a lot right now. Um, and it's hard to find, um, you know, obviously you can't take, you can't take a punching bag with you everywhere you go or a 50 pound bag and just tote it around, you know, cause it's, it's, it's kind of weird, you know, but whatever. Um, so when I'm home and I'm around, ideally, um, I love to throw a plate carry on. I love to, I love to get in the CrossFit box. Um, anything I can do. I love to get under a barbell. I don't do so much of the, of the standard, um, weightlifting or bodybuilding lifts. So I definitely squat. I love to clean. I love to clean a jerk. I love to snatch. Um, I love to power snatch, uh, love kettlebells. Um, anything with that kind of style where it's just movement mobility and you're, and you're building just as much balance mobility as your strength. Um, definitely for that. But my biggest, my biggest ideology behind my training is just as much as I work out, I try to put reps down range with the, whether it be with archery or whether it be with firearms, um, or blade tactics. So, um, saving my life, saving your life, saving the lives around me or taking that life that has to be taken is something that I really hone in on because that's a real thing in today's world. Um, it's a real possibility that you're, you're in a situation where you have to get yourself out of there. You have to get your family out of there. 
um, and not necessarily to respond to that threat. But if that threat approaches you and you have no choice and you can't run, then obviously, you know, you have to face that. So um, that's my biggest methodology behind uh, training jiu-jitsu, doing firearms training, doing blade training, stuff like that. Um, as well as just staying in good physical condition overall. So, so I'm not huge on, on growing aesthetically because, you know, aesthetics don't matter if you die at 36 from heart disease, you know, it's, it's not a big deal to, to be how you look. If you, if you train correctly and you, and you continue to get better every day and you're not caught up on how you look, you really see progress because when you get caught up in how you look and you miss those goals and, Obviously, it's different if you do that for a living. So, you know, if you bodybuild, that's a whole different story. But just me and you, everyday people, it's you're going to look better if you do better. So so instead of paying attention to that, just pay attention to your daily, whatever you're doing, just getting better, being better. Maybe your miles are getting faster. Maybe you're doing more push-ups, more sit-ups. Maybe you're swinging more dumbbells, whatever it is. So just finding that consistency and every day getting better is the biggest thing. And then eventually, you know, you look six months down the road, you look a year down the road and then you see yourself in the mirror and you look at an old picture and it's like, okay, wow. You know, cause when you don't focus on that, you really start to love it. So when I say love, I don't necessarily mean just enjoying it when it's good. I mean, enjoying it when it's bad as well. So a lot of people get into the fitness world because of the aesthetic side, because that's what we see today. You know, when you get on Instagram, you get on Facebook, you see a movie, anything like that. All you see is aesthetics. You don't ever see the work behind it. So, and there's all these shortcuts. I mean, you could, it's nothing to get on testosterone. It's nothing to get on some of these steroids or these boosters. And those shortcuts never turn out in the long, in the long term of things. So, you know, obviously, like I said, if you die at 25 because you OD, it doesn't matter how big your chest was or how big your triceps were. Um, and functionally, how good can you use those if you ever have to? You know what I mean? Like if I can't itch the middle of my back, we have an issue. <laughs> so, you know, flexibility is just as important as well. But it's uh, it's it's hard to kind of give that perspective of, of when you, you see, so you have to really go through that adversity and finding that it's not about just how you look. So when you start working out and you start, I know, obviously this is more of a fitness podcast for you and, and the way that you take things. And that's, that's super awesome. Um, huge respect for it. And it's giving that perspective to people is really awesome that it's not just how you look because people come in the fitness world because it's how you look. And those that stay are the people that learn to love it when it sucks. And when it's not because you look good, because it's, you know, when you feel better every day and you, and, and you, you're better for yourself mentally, psychologically, physically, whatever that is emotionally, um, just because you have a good routine and you have a good workout, and you know that you've gotten better or faster or stronger or smarter. It's, it's a big thing. You've got to learn to love it, especially on those bad days. Um, it's, it's a, it's a really big, really big, uh, point just to be consistent and getting better no matter what it is. Um, and you know, obviously not everybody follows my training style. I don't expect people to, um, I'm a little bit of a, of a weird kid anyways, but, um, that's just how it is. It's, it, you know, it's what I love to do. Um, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy being on the range. I really enjoy rolling on the jiu-jitsu mats. And I really enjoy just kicking my ass every single day. So, I love, it. I love yeah. that you approach it from a real world standpoint because it has gone so far in the wrong direction. And that's one of my goals individually is I'm trying, you know, as a health and wellness coach, I'm trying to let people um, approach it from that standpoint of like, 
um, how is it going to help you feel better? What is the functionality behind it? Because when I'm working out, um, I want to feel good. You know, I want to feel like a good stretch in my hamstrings. I want to feel like I can walk a flight of stairs without um, losing my breath and having to quit. Um, and when you stop paying attention to how you look, you learn to love those things, right? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's awesome. So I feel, I feel like that's kind of leading us in a direction um, we're slowly going to start to close over the next five to 10 minutes. Um, but I want to give um, our listeners like some real um, advice, something that they can tangibly do to start to improve like the aspects of um, their day-to-day routine. So um, when you find that you are lacking motivation, I personally feel like motivation is garbage. I feel like you cannot depend on motivation because I'm motivated to sit on the couch and eat bonbons and watch Netflix, right? Because it feels good, but that's not going to do anything for me. So on the days when you know, like I need to show up, I need to go for a run. I need to call potential clients about my wholesale business, but I really don't feel like it. How do you pull the discipline um, out on the days that you truly are struggling? So first of all, it's kind of realizing that nobody can do it for you, right? So you've got to own that and you've got to accept that. But in order to push through that, there's really two things that I find that I have to have. And this is what works for me right now. Obviously, you know, this is something that could change. I'm not saying this is going to work for everybody, but this is what works for me now. So the biggest things that I find are having that goal. So whatever that may be, Uh, My goals are constantly changing in the fitness world, Um, whether it be to get a quicker mile or to get a bigger weight on the barbell. Um, Having that goal at the forefront of your mind and reminding yourself of that goal or that end product every single day. And so really, really walking yourself through that mentally. So there's so there's a lot of there's a lot of battles that are won and lost in your mind. So it's the same thing when your alarm clock goes off in the morning. When you hit snooze, you lose. If you just get up and you walk around, you're gonna you're gonna go and you're gonna get after it. It really turns out the whole trajectory of your day, um, and then as well as past experience. So, if you have no past experience to go off of in those moments of adversity, you're really not gonna be able to push through those in a sense. So, having David Goggins talks about this: having that cookie jar with those cookies in it, to where you know, say you're on a five mile run but you've never done more than a mile. That's going to be really tough to get through that full five miles. Even if you're just doing five miles for, even if it's not for time. Um, and so once you, once you take those small steps every day, those cookies start to fall into the cookie jar and you can start to pull those out um, as well as visualization. Sorry, visualization. So visualization is something that I use every single day um, because it works. So when you're in a situation Obviously, when it sucks and it hits, that's all you can see. You get you get tunnel vision and, and you're like, OK, I just want this to stop. When you mentally prepare yourself for that or you see yourself walking through that. So say you're doing say you're doing push up sets and you're on you know sets of 50 and you get to push up 42 and you know it's just going to start to suck and burn at 42 every time. So and not doing that when you hit that wall of adversity and you're not prepared, period you're probably just going to fail. You might make it to 50 the first or the second time, but you're just going to eventually fail. It's just like 
doing something without a plan. So obviously it's hard to run a business without a plan. It's hard to do anything in life without a plan. So having that plan to know that, okay, this is going to suck, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to push through and I'm just going to get it. And mentally making that decision is one of the biggest things that helps me get through anything, whether it be a run, whether it be a set of push-ups, whether it be a business call, whether it be a 20 hour work day, it, it doesn't matter what it is. And, and, having having that end goal in mind with that visualization through the adversity and having those cookies in the cooking in the cookie jar you you really you're your own enemy at that i mean you're the only thing standing in your way um and and just taking those small steps up to those up to those big steps are the biggest thing so you know just feeding off your past experience um visualizing yourself through that situation not only in it but also through it um and then having that goal and having something attached to that goal whether it be an emotion whether it be a vision so you know if you if you want to be if you want to be the best that you can be at pull-ups and you want to get you know 20 pull-ups you see yourself doing pull-ups you know you're, you're constantly thinking about pull-ups it's, it's the same thing if you want to if you want to cut weight you're going to see yourself looking at the scale and you just mentally visualize that you keep that goal in mind and then you connect how happy you'll feel whenever you get to that point and then once you have an emotion behind it it's really hard to battle that when you have another emotion so um you don't just give the freedom of of your mind to just say okay yeah well you know i mean this feels better right now because when you have that perspective of having something else to look forward to it's hard to settle so when there's nothing to look forward to Obviously, you can sit on the couch all day and you can do whatever, but finding something to look for and finding a goal to be set on, um, having those past experiences and then visualizing yourself through that and then coming out on the other side is is really what does everything for me. I love it. And um, I also want to talk about I am very much a routine person. If I like am off routine, um, I feel unproductive. And so by like off routine, I don't mean necessarily time because I make mm -hmm. whatever time is available work for me. But like say Absolutely. I miss a workout or say that um, you know, <laughs> there's a to-do list sitting there and I do not get to it because I make a to-do mm -hmm. list every single day because every single oh, day yeah. is a day to push and to reach goals, right? So um, coming from someone who literally never had a routine, I was always rushing out the door. I was always sleeping in. I was choosing to sleep in late and then in turn be anxious, um, waking up, starting my day, doing for others before I started my day doing for myself. And that was Absolutely. literally the worst thing that I could have ever done. But it taught me, Absolutely. it taught me now um, what good feels like. So mm -hmm. will you talk about how you've established a routine, um, and what it has done for your life? So it's really the same thing. So I don't necessarily have a set time because, uh, obviously like I'm working days where it's 15 hours in my work a day where it's 22 hours in my work a day where it's six hours. It just kind of really depends. Um, I definitely, so first things first, um, if I have to start earlier than 4.30, I will. But typically, I like to get started at 4.30. Um, I wake up at 4.30 every morning, anywhere from 4.30 to 4.40. Um, I usually get about five and a half hours of sleep. That just is what works for me. I feel better when I have that amount of sleep. I can't sleep for eight hours. Um, if I sleep in, I feel even worse. Um, 
and without delving too much in that topic, that's just really kind of what works for me. Obviously, everybody's different. I just, I think I need less sleep, so I don't necessarily have to put so much time aside for that. Um, as soon as I wake up, um, I'm getting a workout in, no matter what it is. Um, so right now, I'm really able to do that, um, no matter what the circumstance is, because I kind of set that beginning of Monday. Um, and then... So a, a really big thing to kind of tie it in with visualization is writing down, whether it be a to-do list, whether it be a goals list, whether it be just for the next day, just not necessarily putting time constraints on those goals or those projects, those things you want to get accomplished. But maybe it's three, four, five, six things that you want to do that day. Writing those things down and just having those things there, it really just – it's a, it's a reminder, but it's also just kind of kind of an accountability thing in a sense. So it, you really just it brings you in, it brings you in to really stay true to that. So obviously, you know, writing those things down, I found that um, I found that I accomplished those things more efficiently uh, and more often than I would um, had I not. So I used to be the same way. You know, obviously, wake up like five minutes before school starts to get to school and then whatever. But you know if I don't wake up at four 30 now, or if I miss a workout, then I'm going to have a really bad day. And it's the same thing. So you, when you wake up early and you can, and you can do something for yourself, you can mentally prepare to do things for others throughout the day, because you're going to have to do something for somebody else, no matter if it's positive, negative, no matter if you love them or you hate them, you're going to do something for somebody else throughout the day. So having that really that foundation in the morning and, and being up. And so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a weird a weird guy in this sense that I kind of just like to be up before everybody else, no matter what. So if you wake up four, three, I'm going to get up at four. Like I just, I can't stand to be beaten first thing in the morning. So it's, it's really just a mental game that I play with myself. I'm going to be the first one up and I'm going to do something before everybody else does. So getting up, getting that, getting after it, um, that really just sets the tone for my day. And that allows me to be selfless in a sense because I'm selfish first thing. So, um, it really just helps me to be to be the happiest that I can be. And and once I accomplish things that I want to accomplish, then I, I definitely like any time that I have, um, I'm willing to, to spend that in any productive way for someone else. Um, but if I don't, you know, obviously it's the same thing. Like I'm just going to have a bad day. It's just, you know, it's, and it's really hard for people to understand. So especially at my age, like, you don't find a lot of people that wake up period at four thirty, five thirty on the weekend. So, or period people that, that get less than six hours of sleep every night, but that's just what works for me. Um, and so finding what works for you and being who you want to be and whatever you want to be first thing for yourself really allows you to be what you need to be for other people throughout the rest of the day. So that's just, that's really kind of what works for me. Absolutely. I love how you term that, like, be selfish first thing so that I can be selfless the rest of the day. A Absolutely. lot of people, like, think that being selfish is a bad thing, but it's really not. And I always say, like, if you drive a car down the road that's running, you know, on empty and you don't mm -hmm. stop to fill the tank, how can you expect the car to keep going? Like, you have to Absolutely. fill your tank and you can't pour from an empty, empty cup. So I absolutely love that. Okay, so we are wrapping up. We are um, right about 40 minutes, I believe. Dang. That was so much information. Time flies. Yeah, I know. Like, we just crazy. had such a great conversation. So I think that 
you really had a lot to say that's going to inspire people and awesome. motivate people to kick their own ass because that's literally what you are doing. You are kicking your own ass. You are showing up. You're grinding. You are treating yourself like someone that you are responsible for taking care of. And if we all lived that way, like this world would be an insanely improved place. Absolutely. So, I love it. Dylan, thank you so much. You are the first face-to-face -face guest speaker on the show. Awesome. <laughs> and it was epic. So I'm not going to take any more of your time, but seriously, thank you so much. Um, I'm looking forward to getting this out there in the world. I think that it's truly going to help change some people's lives. Absolutely. Thanks again. Uh, you're welcome. All right. Okay. I'm not recording anymore. <laughs>